Sherlock Holmes and I looked at one another in utter disbelief. Yet another fictional character from literature was standing before us in the doorway of our lodgings at 221B Baker Street, asking for Sherlock's help in locating a missing author. We had just days ago concluded adventures involving the Cheshire Cat, White Rabbit, and Mad Hatter, searching for Alice of Wonderland, as well as Lewis Carroll himself, whom had both disappeared. Then Captain Nemo of the Nautilus arrived, seeking to engage Sherlock in locating Jules Verne, who was missing. Now we had a knight of the round table at our door seeking Alfred Lord Tennyson? This was more than I could accept. My dear Watson, you look like a character out of the legend of Robin Hood. My instincts tell me that your service revolver could prove very useful in this adventure, but we cannot risk bringing a modern weapon into the past without the danger of altering history. That is the one thing we must avoid. So we will have to make do with these. He handed me a sturdy walking stick that looked old-fashioned enough, and for himself held up an antique sword he had produced from some hidden corner of the room. After adjusting his robe, setting the sword belt securely on his hip, and gazing sadly in the direction of his pipe, he commented, We must also leave this behind, Watson. It is another contrivance of our time that would be out of place in Camelot. The unicorn replied, In my perusal of the area surrounding your domicile, I saw several men partaking of those odd devices, and they were spouting more smoke than those iron horses that eat the black rocks. I cannot imagine that it is at all healthy. Why would they do that? My faith, cried the new knight. Indeed I have. Pray tell, how is it possible for you to have known all this when you have just arrived? Do you possess the far sight, or is it the evil eye? He looked at Sherlock suspiciously, and he placed his hand on the hilt of his sword, slowly backing away from him until Sir Percival stepped in. Fear not, Sir Bedivere. This wizard possesses skills in observation and deduction that are far beyond compare. He and his apprentice doctor friend have come hither to help us. But Sir Percival, stated the unicorn, Dr. Watson is no longer an apprentice as he is now here in this field and not residing in his comfortable domicile. I thought about trying to explain the difference, but decided against it, as it would have been futile. In truth... I was astonished by the environment we found ourselves in. The standing stones which surrounded us seemed to be almost alive. They looked much younger and less worn than I remembered them to be, which made sense, as we had somehow traveled centuries into the past. That is exemplary, but you miss what is behind the obvious. Two different clues clearly tell us that he did not enter the room the image vial and the footprints that stop at the doorway. They both say the same thing, but they contradict each other. Either one by itself would provide the required proof that he did not enter the room, but both of them together irrefutably prove he really did enter this room. Whoever left the clues wanted to be certain that one would be found, but did not count on both of them being discovered. None shall pass! A heavily armored dwarf, sporting a beard reaching all the way down to the ground, was sitting upon a large rock alongside the pathway. His armor looked well-seasoned, and in addition to the large axe he held up to bar the way, he must have had at least a half a dozen additional weapons hanging from belts and chest straps. I would not say that he was unsightly, 
but I will say he strongly resembled a large furry dog that had been stuffed into a miniature suit of armor. He repeated more adamantly, None shall pass! Sherlock, not in the least bit concerned, walked right up to the imposing figure and addressed him. Those are the rules, Sir Dwarf. None shall pass. The dwarf shook his axe threateningly and responded in an even louder voice. None shall pass! Sherlock simply replied, Then do your duty and let us pass, my good dwarf. My companions and I are all called none. 